Hello and welcome to season six of the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who we are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we're rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. Here, we remember our sovereignty together through stories, tools, curiosity, and community. In doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today to join the Sacred Remembering Women's community. I also have many resources for you on your journey to reunite feminine and masculine, including private alchemical space holding for both individuals and couples. Schedule a consultation today at sarahpoet.com, and I look forward to hearing from you. Now, let's begin. Hello, community, and welcome to episode 136 of the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I am Sarah Poet, and I have some questions for you. I want you to track this with me. Um, Do you struggle to set and articulate effective boundaries in your life? Do you find yourself not being able to set them? Do you fight to set boundaries? Do you struggle to feel satisfied with what you have done in a day? Do you want to live in greater masculine feminine harmony internally and externally? Do you want to feel more empowered with your resources, the internal as well as the external resources? Do you want more life force energy? And do you want improvement in your relationship quality because you know where you stand in your own energy? If you answered yes to any of these questions, half these questions, all these questions, I want you to know that Structure and Flow is for you and the wait list is now open for January 2023. It will go on sale in November of 2022 and you can join the wait list now for best pricing at sarahpoet.com. Go under annual groups and read about Structure and Flow. This divine download, <laughs> that is what it is, came to me in... January of 2020, and I was working with a group of women in the Sacred Truth Mastermind. And piece by piece by piece, Spirit was giving me structure and flow. And it was like very clear that I was supposed to write this down. And it very quickly, pretty easily became a planner system. So I have a book that I have written and printed. And it is a 90-day planner system. It's a system because week by week, it takes you through a very specific process. It's an easy process, but it's a specific process that is structure and flow. And week by week, you gain incredible insights about where your time, energy, life force, and your resources are going. And then you make small tweaks every week and it is incredible. The results I have done the full 90 day structure and flow in my life, probably four times now. And I can absolutely tell you that every time I do it, it is a full up level in my life. So one of the other brilliant things about structure and flow is that it meets you exactly where you are. Lastly, 
what I'll share is that this year I am going to teach this as a full 90 day group coaching offering. I have tried this all kinds of ways. I have tried it as the week by week group coaching offering last year. I offered it a little bit cheaper and we got four live coaching calls, which were such incredible calls that we all wanted more. We actually added more because we wanted more because the community alchemy is so rich. And I also have made this available as a digital course. However, the best way with the greatest amount of alchemy is if we do this as a group meeting weekly for 12 weeks. And that's a good old fashioned group coaching program, y'all. And I am really excited about it. Um, incredibly excited about it. So if you are interested in this deep opportunity to really get in touch with the quality of your resources, internal resources first, right women? So I'm talking about your life force, your time, your attention, these things that we create boundaries around that we often feel the need to defend. And our internal resources are the very first things that the world asks us to give away. This is very important. So if we reconnect and recalibrate the value that we put on our internal resources, then a whole host of things change for us, including we don't feel as burned out. We stop giving ourselves away and putting ourselves into situations that don't actually serve us. Our relationships improve. And there are qualities about this specific offering and system where you're just making these small tweaks and changes and it's having a ripple effect in your life and in your relationships. And so many people have said to me, but wait, I didn't even have a conversation with that person and things are already changing just because I'm tweaking my energy. Exactly. That's happened to me too when I've used structure and flow. So this, this is an amazing opportunity. Please go to sarahpoet.com right now annual groups, read about structure and flow and find the wait list. It'll go on sale in November and we hope to have you in the group. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode with Janet Schmidt on reprogramming epigenetics, this inheritance. It's like the, the patterns, the programs, the mental programs that you have going that you just can't seem to kick or change or go to enough therapy for, Janet is going to really give us some gems today about what we can actually do about that. I really enjoyed this conversation, uh, especially the part about inherited money consciousness. And I really loved what she had to say about the danger of keeping secrets. So be sure to catch that. And then she also drops an incredible special offer at the very end. So stick around for that and enjoy. Thanks for being here. The sacred remembering community is for modern women waking up to the truth of who we are. It's for the listeners of this podcast. It's for your sisters, your friends, the girl you met in Bible school all those years ago. <laughs> it's for your cousins your mothers, your daughters. It's for modern women waking up to the truth of who we are together. 
all of you is welcome in this space. So let me explain what that means for just a moment. We have live calls and bonus calls at least twice a month where you get to know the community. You get to listen to some inspiration, ask me questions, etc. share, be received all of the above. Then we have our own mighty network. If you haven't used mighty networks yet, it is a place that makes social media fun again. And so we have our own social media feed and space where you can come and contribute your latest inspiration, your latest question, your latest, you know, trepidation on your soul's journey, the sacred remembering journey, like when no one else gets it, we are the community that will, and that will welcome you. So if you would like to check out more and join based on a sliding scale, you can go to sarahpoet.com backslash community and join today. And we look forward to seeing you on the next live call. Hello, everyone. I'm here today with Janet Schmidt. Hello, Janet. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here today. It is really great to have you here. And um, I sometimes interview my best of friends and sometimes I interview new friends. And so I just like to say, you know, where we are on that spectrum, we're new friends. So (laughs) it's good to be meeting you in this moment. I will read your bio and then we will get started with a really wonderful conversation. I trust Janet Schmidt. Janet Elaine Schmidt, I will say, is a quantum conscious accelerator, integrative, holistic energy healing facilitator, and business coach. Immediate shifts occur following the removal of ailments caused by inherited imprints that are held in the subconscious for generations. Janet reprograms companies and individuals for success by aligning emotional intelligence with mental, physical, and spiritual intelligence. When you find the rotten root and nourish it to life, you are able to sustain a strong base and maintain the health of the soil. I love that. Whether you are an individual or a management team, one must take a truthful look at their programming, which we're going to talk about today. From there, you can see what's not working and instill a new way to program success and redesign your life or your business team. Janet is board certified in neuro-linguistic programming, neuro-linguistics programming, life coaching, and hypnotherapy. She is certified in advanced theta healing, advanced psych K EMI, which stands for eye movement integration. She's a Reiki master, DNA re-engineering, zero point acceleration, intuitive medicine, and light code activation. And you can find Janet at JanetElaineSchmidt.com, which I will of course have in the show notes. Janet, welcome. I'm really excited to have you here today and talk about programming. And I think that's where I'd love to begin, um, maybe with even defining that word for listeners. What do you mean by programming and reprogramming? Well, I'll start off by saying that there are two sciences that basically dictate our reality. One is quantum physics. And in layman terms, quantum quantum physics is our is energy. As we know, everything is energy. Einstein said everything's energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency with the reality that you wish for and you can't help but bring it to you. That's not philosophy. That's physics. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I would go on to say that the biochemical effects of our brain's functioning shows that our cells are affected by our very thoughts. So that says that our thoughts, our emotions, everything has energy to it. Yes. Now onto epigenetics in its broader sense. So if there's any scientists listening out there, I'm talking in its broad sense says that it is the imprinting or coding from our ancestors passed down to our parents and our parents pass it to us from the time we're born to about eight years old. After that, it's uh, anything catastrophic, it's society, it's our friends, that's gonna dictate our beliefs, our traits, our thoughts, our behaviors, our traditions, and so on. Mm-hmm. In yeah. the cells, like epigenetics would be the DNA in the it's cells. The DNA yes. in the cells mm-hmm. that's passed down, but it's also, you know how we laugh and we say, oh, they walk like their mother. Like if, yes. if you, I, I can look, I could look at my son from behind when he was only three or four and he'd be walking with his father and, and it was like a clone. So totally. it's, it's kind of saying something to that extent, but we're talking about behaviors. We're talking about beliefs. We're talking about emotions and thoughts, energy, because this is going to dictate your reality. And so when mm-hmm. I talk about this is your program and because we all come from different families, we come from different uh, ancestors. We come from different situations. We have different levels of re- of programming. And so we like we have programming in our thought process, in religion, in uh, money, in uh, relationships, how we see relationships, how we see even on the level of sex, how we see sex. It's all been encoded in us. And so when someone's not having success in a certain area, well, they can look at the energy part, the quantum physics, but they can certainly go back in their epigenetics, in their ancestors. And believe me, they're going to find it. They're going to find where it started. And you can change that. You can change that. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, Yeah. I... There's something else that I don't, I don't know the exact question, but I'm thinking about the, you know, someone somewhere in the line or in the lineage had this, and now you have this, and you might not even realize that that is what is going on. Um, How do you help people see that? Or, you know, how important is it to know where it came from? Well, there's a process in that. Um, If someone comes to me and they say, I'm having a hard time. I, I actually had some a client come to me and say, you know, my relationships are great. I have great relationships, great friendships and everything, but I'm having a problem with abundance in business. And she happened to have three different businesses. And so we went back. So I keep asking questions. And that's part of the neurolinguistic part of it is, um, listening to the words that someone uses, mm. I can pick up to their belief system, right. By just listening to the words that they use it. it it's really a cue mm-hmm. uh, and body language also tells you something of how they feel about what they're talking about, but then we're able to decipher it. And then I take them through a process where we go through a timeline and we find in the timeline where it first happened. And then I remove that lack or of abundance and uh, I remove it out 
And then it's almost like untying a shoelace. It goes boom, 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 all the way down to present day. Mm-hmm. And then we replace it with an abundant mindset. We start off with abundant mindset and then we'll recode abundant mindset through, and then we'll recode for ultimate abundant mindset. Because if you have an an ultimate abundant mindset, you're going to have health, wealth, uh, great relationships. You're going to have everything because ultimate abundance is all the way around. So this this is a quick step that I'm telling you, but it's how I do it. I just keep asking questions till we find out. And then I, I'm able to go through their timeline and take them through their timeline and we see where it is. And then we just clear it out. And then I bring, I bring them into a whole brain state on the new belief. I bring the left cortex and the right cortex into a whole brain state or the subconscious and conscious mind lock in on the new goal or the new belief. I love that. Okay. So I'm thinking about how hard people work to solve their problems. You know, I'm like, we go to therapy and we go to this healer and that healer and this coach. And, and I am thinking right now of all of the years that I did therapy and it was very important, right? I did like somatic based therapy and trauma based therapy to get these things out of my body. And there was some, I would say reprogramming that happened, but I would call it integration. You know, when you kind of move a trauma, then the body integrates and you have like maybe a a fluttery feeling throughout the body, like those kinds of things. But I'm really feeling into the importance of the actual reprogramming in this whole brain state. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember, you know, a few years ago, one of my mentors said, it's all fine and good to clear your energy all the time, but what are you replacing it with? Like, what are you, you know, what are you bringing into that space that you've cleared? We talk about clearing the energy a lot, but we don't talk about like what we're bringing in or what we're reprogramming. Correct. So mm-hmm. any, anything to say about that? <laughs> I, no, no, I, I, I 100% agree with you. And one of the reasons why I use different techniques, like I'll use to actually move out the old belief and I will put in the new belief. I I'll erase it and put in like, if it's fear, I'll put in safety, security, and confidence through your timeline. I'll do that. I then, depending on who's in front of me, I might go in and recode their DNA for that. But I also will do Psyche. And Psyche is where you literally bring the left cortex and the right cortex together on the new agreement. Now, they just, by by doing that, they just erase the old belief. But I believe, I kind of double do it. I move it out. I put in a new belief. But then I double lock down the new belief with Psyche. And Psyche, by certain ways that um, you do your body and certain ways of me talking to you, it commands your subconscious mind and and your superconscious and conscious mind to lock it in. And I can literally tell which side of your brain is not in an agreement. And so we pretty much do all of this. You can tell whether it's your logical sign, which is your left, or is it the creative side of you that's arguing with it? Uh, You know, because that's why you're not able to, if it's a lack, 
of abundance or whatever, that's pretty much why, because most of the time somebody's logical mind is in the way because their creative mind's like, sure, I can have all that. But then their logical mind, goes, no, society says that's not going to happen or whatever has been imprinted in you is not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's very fascinating. I have been like rebalancing the structure in my head for mm-hmm. months. I mean, probably for longer than that, but it, it's a slow and almost annoying process. So I'm very intrigued by what you're, <laughs> what you're sharing because I've been doing different meditations. I did um, homeopathy with it and um, doing meditations, but I am noticing that the head is rebalancing the more I go into the zero point of the heart. Yes. And so, yeah, that's, that's like my practice right now. So um, I'm intrigued. Yes. So is there anything that you want to share with us and kind of take us through any exercises here? Is this a good space for that? This is a good space for that. Um, how about it? We tried the one point, the one point was um, used by the samurais prior to going into battle. You see, they would have so many thoughts going through their minds. So they'd be top heavy and then they'd be easier to push off their horse. So they used to go through this exercise to bring all their emotions and all their thoughts down two inches below their belly button, which is the Hara point. Mm. And, uh, and then flush it down, which then would make them centered. And I call this an emotional resilience tool because you can use it in 90 seconds in any situation. I tell Mm. some of the executives that I use this with, you can go into the bathroom and do this before, you know, leave a meeting, go to the bathroom, come back, be reset. It is a reset. So let's, Let's go through that. Okay. Sounds okay. good. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask everybody to take a deep breath in. And as they exhale, close down your eyes. Now, take all the thoughts and all the emotions that you're feeling right now. Feel them all in your brain, all in your head. Just feel them whirling in there. And now we're going to take them down, down, down down. You're going to flow two inches below your navel. Down. And now from that point, see a bright light. And from that bright light, it just flows down. The light flows down your legs to the ground, to the center of the earth. And now you can open your eyes. Thank you. So how'd that feel? Uh, at first, my thoughts were resistant. Mm-hmm. They were like, I don't want to go down there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> my, apparently my mind stays busy. I was at an event last night called circling. Uh, this is a, an aside, but it's like a relational technique and it was a local event. And, and it, you know, it's like so simple. And, it, and I just noticed how much I'm in my mind, like always trying to figure things out. So this is the second time in two days that I'm like, oh my gosh, my mind has all of these thoughts in it that are resistant to quit. So, um, then, yeah, then I I was able to, and, um, yeah. And and I felt it go down to the earth. I like that was quick. Yeah. You might, you might want to take it a little bit longer to pull it down there, but 
if you if you're patient and you just feel it, it's almost like a funnel. You can feel it just yeah. flow down to that point, and then you just feel it just flow down to the ground uh, and yeah. to the center of the earth. By the time you hit the center of the earth, you're clear. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a wonderful wonderful tool to just clear your mind. Beautiful. Yes. Which we, you know, I don't think I'm the only one that needs to do that more often. So that's great. Um, I would like to talk more about, um, how you, you talk about aligning emotional intelligence with mental, physical, and spiritual intelligence. And I imagine that that's for the reprogramming, but I'd like to dive into that a little bit more. Um, if we're not balanced, if, if, you have to check about like when we talk about money, we'll, we'll use, oops, excuse me. Uh, (laughs) When we talk about money consciousness, for example, money consciousness is a really, um, a really intense thing for people. It's emotional. It can be physical. It's definitely mental, right? Yeah. Um, And on some respects, it's spiritual because in some religions, we're told, you know, money is the root of all evil. So we can expand. And but when you get all of those into alignment on what you desire, like ultimate abundance or money uh, is divine energy that flows to you easily and quickly. Right. In increasing quantities from various sources. Um. When you get in alignment with that, when your emotions say, yes, I'm on board with that. Physically, you're going to go in alignment because your body's Mm -hmm. saying, yes, I'm in line with that. You need to get your spiritual self in alignment in that. So once you get all of these elements in, now you're set to go. Yeah, it's the emotions first. Because if we're thinking about like a trauma or an epigenetic trauma, it would be that, that the emotional body is is what is holding that frequency first. Is that how you would say it? Yes. That's what I would say. Yeah. Most mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that you have like a sacred remembering money story and, and, um, and, you know, I do too. And so I'll just, I'm going to go ahead and share something personal that I've shared here. And I also shared it on a podcast called, um, the magic of somatic money, where we were going into this strange kind of, you know, phenomenon that had happened for me, um, early in 2022, where, like January, my money was totally fine. It was like, great. And then February, there was a very significant, um, I guess I would call it a trigger, but it was, you know, a big lineage clearing, but I wrote a letter to my entire family outing someone as a perpetrator so that children wouldn't be hurt. Right. Giant and courageous. It was very, yeah, courageous, but you know, doing it for the children, you don't think twice, right? Mm -hmm. And then afterward, I went into financial depletion. And it was like, you know, I was working with my EMDR therapist. I was like, what is what is happening? And of course, it had triggered something in me that was like very, very fearful, you know, of having spoken out about this person that also, you know, had to do with my money, uh, you know, as a child and all of the money programming and all of the, the programming about like being safe as a woman, if you're standing in your truth and, you know, 
the ability to have love. I mean, it was like tied to the deepest of the deepest of the deep. And so, you know, <laughs> would have loved to have had some reprogramming at that point, <laughs> but you know, it, it's like, it, it was happening. It was happening in all of the ways that, you know, I was finding to do that and that I have the tools to do that. And my soul was pointing me to the, to the practitioners and things like that. But um, I guess I share that to say that, you know, here I am like an empowered woman. I've done a ton of money work. I had a great January. And then it was like things flatlined when this thing got, you know, triggered and, and the emotional body, it, it was very deep. I would say it was very deep, like lack of safety, lack of love, you know, compromising family in order to do this. It just like hit all the things and then the money like plummeted. So I share that story to be like, hey, everybody, <laughs> you know, we all have, we all have like the money story that's linked to the really, you know, the really big stuff, the really deep emotional stuff. Yes. And, and, and that is, that is how you can also, the more you uncover different areas like money, money will take you to another area and another area in your life. And it's, it's a very interesting process. If you go to lack, you're going to find every place in your life that you had lack yeah, money. It's, right. a, it's fascinating how that journey kind of is interwoven with so many different aspects of us. So and many different things. So many different things. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really interested in, I talk about feminine and masculine a lot, you know, in, in the space and, and in my work. And I'm really interested in women's relationship between money and masculine, you know, all of the imprints that we have with the masculine right? and men and the masculine in church and the, you know, all of these masculine imprints that need to be, you know, reprogrammed so that we're safe, you know, to, to be powerful, to be loved, to hold money, like all of those things. It. Yeah. And yes. to hold the level of money that, you desire because that's a big that's a hard one for people because uh yeah. if, if you want a thousand dollars and you you think 500 is the most that you can have or you think that's a lot you might get the thousand but you won't hang on to it you'll only hang on to the 500 because that's the limit yeah. that's your limit right, right. like the energetic limit what i would love to hear you speak on and then i want to hear your money story too is what was very interesting, and I think I figured this out, but I won't share what I think I figured out. I'll just see what you want to say about it, is that I also struggled to desire things. It was like desiring itself wasn't safe. And so in all of the money manifestations and you know the quantum reprogramming and things like that, it's like, well, go with your desires. And I would love to hear you speak on like, what if a woman or anyone can't identify the desire? Oh, one of the things I do is um, I always say you're deserving of the very best that love and life have to offer. And I literally program that in. Mm. I put you in a whole brain state in that. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then what I would say is if you don't know what you want, that's fine. But why wouldn't you want ultimate abundance and just let that flow? Why wouldn't you want to have an abundant mindset? You can be in that mindset without having to decide what you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have that abundant mindset or that ultimate abundant mindset, you're not going to pull what you eventually desire to you. Right. So you right. want to be in that 
whole brain state of that mindset first. That's what, yeah. that's what I would say and clear it out and, and know that you're deserving of the very best that love and life have to offer. Yeah. And, and that's then they, that I, I instill in the whole brain state. And then the desire is just, yeah, they know, just, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what I found. I was like, Oh wait, I have lots of desires, <laughs> but there was a, you know, there's this time of like, um, just, yeah, where everything got, you know, triggered and kicked up that I was like, you know, maybe desire hurts or something like that, you know, these, the belief. So yeah, doing the, well, you can also, you can also, uh, take that belief out and reprogram that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If desire hurts, you can, we can figure it out. And then every individual's different. And so yeah. we just reprogram that part and then you can move on from there. Yeah. Yeah. And you can do that like in one session. I can do that in one session. I can do, yeah. I do, I, we focus on one thing. Like when somebody comes in, we usually can tell what it's going to be. I actually, part of me, um, I connect to my higher self and I teach my clients to do that too. I'll say, what is it that Janet needs to know about Sarah today? Yeah. And then the message comes and it tells me exactly why the client's there. And sure enough, within a couple minutes of the client talking to me, that pulls up right away. Of course, I, I give them the message, but at the same point, I already know why they're coming and we're able to then go through. So if it's fear, we can go through the areas of fear, clear it out. And I'll usually do at least five balances um, during the session. So I take care. So it's like peeling back an onion, but we can like the woman with the abundance, she only had one area, which was her business. So we focused on the abundance for that. And it was an hour and 10 minute session. But by the time she's done a month later, she wrote me and said, I can't tell you I had the most phenomenal month. Uh, she goes, my businesses are thriving. And so thank Amazing. you. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Everything is energy. Yes. But everything's energy. So it just depends on, you know, how many different things, components that they want to change in their life and yes. what's important. Beautiful. So I would love to hear your money story. We we said that maybe this was going to be the topic of your, you know, sacred remembering journey. I always ask all the guests about their own sacred remembering journey. And so you have um, uh, an inherited money consciousness that, you know, you worked with in your journey as well. Yeah. This is why I really understand this component. Uh, I was always I'll preface this as a child. I was always one of those kids that uh, protected the underdog. I always thought everybody should be treated equally. And I was always right in there. Um, And I kind of maintained that as I got older, Um, you know, I was interested in uh, energy work. Even back then I did the laying of hands at 10 and was doing, I didn't know what I was doing. I was out in the fields with horses and, um, and then I went into mainstream life. I ended up getting married and through time I ended up getting divorced. And in the divorce, I ended up with a large sum of money. And I was, I was ecstatic because I loved helping the underserved. I was chairman of the board of a nonprofit that helped homeless women get a better education so that their children could break the cycle. I was working for inner city hospital, raising funds for them. So 
I was really excited about this. And so I was giving to individuals and nonprofits alike. And before long, everybody was attached to me for my money. Mm. And I didn't know how to say no. Mm. And so I found myself not too long in uh, arbitration. Uh, My financial advisor, who I always say this, preface it, he was with a well-known internationally firm, uh, had made an investment outside the scope of the investment firm and he lost almost all my money. And so I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to lose this money. I know I'm going to lose this money because I knew the statistics of arbitration. And I'm just thinking, I never once didn't think I wasn't going to win. I always thought I was going to win. And so in the end, the financial advisor was disbarred. His partner was fine. The company was fine. But sure enough, I only got 10% of what I lost. So now I'm saying, okay, that's the epigenetics, right? Because I kept putting that vibration out there. But what was the epigenetics? And I, because I thought there has to be more to this. And this is what took me down to create what I've created. Because I went down that rabbit hole and said, okay, where's this all coming from? Why can't I say no? I mean, it's great to give, but it's also okay for me to keep and enjoy some of it too. So why am I having this? Mm-hmm. Well, in the end, I figured it out. I came, I, I studied epigenetics and and uh, neuro-linguistic programming and some of these other, and I'm like, oh, I came from eight generations of ministers who signed up to be economically challenged, who signed up to give their last cents to the underserved and who had basically no money to manage. And I'm going to say this, whereas it's honorable for them because that's what they wanted for their life. It wasn't what I wanted for my life. And Mm -hmm. so I had to look at the way they looked at money. And I even looked at how my parents looked at money because my father was a minister and my mom would always say, oh, if we just have enough, if we just, if we just have enough. Um, I even remember one of my last conversations with her. She said, you know, the Bible says to much is given, much is expected. And I looked at her and I said, yes, but it also says to much, much more is given, much, much more is expected. I said, I'll belly up to the much, much more. Mm-hmm. And I'll give Mm -hmm. much, much more. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why I'm saying everybody has to feel comfortable with their money consciousness. And this is an example. And my my mother felt that if you had a lot of money, you weren't that great of a person. Mm -hmm. And it was her imprinting. I mean, I understand it, but this is how I grew up. And so Mm -hmm. I had to reprogram all of that. Yes. It was a process. Yeah, the, it, these this is a process. <laughs> it takes time, you know, which I'm really glad to hear you say because um, I, I think I always, I guess, struggle or, you know, I struggle when people make really, really big claims, you know, and so I try to be very honest and transparent, you know, with my audience and my clients about, you know, this is this is a walk and we do, we peel layers of the onion and, and like we continually show up for it. So yeah, but it's worthwhile because, you know, you get to the other side of it. (laughs) You do, you do. do. And sometimes it's faster. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So before we went live, you were talking about the frequency that's created when we keep secrets. 
Um, you, you had said something like I'm, you know, I always say I'm an open book and you said something like, ask me anything. I don't keep secrets. Um, so I'm not going to ask you everything, but I am going to ask you about this concept. (laughs) Um, one of my first, uh, first, um, teachers in, uh, you know, learning through energy work and also the quantum world had once said to me, you're only as sick as your darkest secret. And I thought, what a thing to say. I mean, it's a great phrase, and I. It, but it stops you, and it makes you think. And I'm so like, that, that makes total sense to me because I deal in the quantum field a lot, which is our energetic field and our words and everything. And so I thought, well, I don't have any secrets. And when you don't have any secrets... There, you don't have that vibration. It doesn't go through. So if somebody asks me, asks you something, I'm not saying that you have to say everything, but if somebody asks you, you know, it's better to just say it because otherwise you will have this vibration that goes out that is very uncomfortable and it's going to be a lower vibration than if you're able to just say what you're going to say. And as I said, it's not that you need to say all your inner inner self to people, but if they ask you something that's uncomfortable, just say it because you release yourself of that bondage. And, yes. and you have to remember when you're not able to answer or you're hanging on to a secret, your secrets, that vibration is in your cells. Yes. It's right. in your cells. And that's yeah. what she meant by it. It's in your cells and it makes you sick. Yeah. Right. It can and make it. it. Yeah. Well, it, the, the vibration, the low vibration can be, you know, sickness in and of itself, even if you're not like, you know, physically sick. Right. Um, yeah. Because with held secrets often are things like shame. And um, I mean, that's the primary one that I can think of. Like you just, you don't feel like you're able, you know, or like a fear or, or a threat. But it's, but it is proven that. Yeah. Um, these emotions, if they're really intense, can make you sick. Oh, yes. Eventually, eventually it'll turn into illness. Yes. That's why I'll tell everybody right now, you you don't have to tell everybody your your, uh, innermost being, but don't be afraid to say it. Yeah, absolutely. In safe spaces, you know, this is why we have a community that's associated with this podcast called the Sacred Remembering Community. And and like, that's a great place to- That's a great place you know? And so we have women like sharing things that they don't tell anyone else anywhere else. And it's like, yes, you know, like get it out because then you're living a different frequency. Yes. Yes. You are. You are. Yeah. And you don't have to like go back and, you know, confront the person or talk to another person. Like it doesn't have to be a relational solution. I'm just naming that too. Like just getting the energy out of you and, and sharing the secret releases of vibration. I love that. That's yeah. that's also a, a part of reprogramming yourself too. Yeah. When you're able to shift to where you remember the situation, but you're disassociated with it, it's kind of like doing eye movement integration or EMDR. Yeah. You'll you'll you can remember the situation, but you're desensitized. You you don't have the emotion anymore attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. Dissociation sometimes means like numbing out. So we're not saying that it's I like, mean, you're not no, like I connected. Meant, I meant it. you're, de- you're desensitized from it. Yeah. In other words, you, you remember it, 
but you don't have that drastic, intense yes. feeling. Anymore. You, you just, yeah, you don't have the emotion connected to it anymore. Yeah. Yep. So well said. And I just, I've, I've been learning a lot about human design and my human design. Um, one of my gates, I can't remember which number cause they all, you know, go together in my mind, but I remember the detail that I have, um, one gate that is about this and the shadow expression is, you know, if I have stories and tell them in the negative, that's, you know, which I've done plenty of, <laughs> <laughs> in my life. I mean, I've done plenty of that on social media and, you know, talking about feminine masculine and, and, you know, all of the, like the reconciling that I was doing, I was like sharing about the shit, you know, the shadow and the, like the problems. And, and then it's like, you know, waking up to, okay, Sarah, so these things happened. And as you heal them, like, what is the light that you can share with the world? And so it's not, you know, that, that the thing itself is, you know, a problem, but it's how we emotionally resonate with it. And then the projection that we're putting back out there. So sorry, everyone. Cause you know, earlier in this podcast, I did a little bit of the former, <laughs> you know, years back, um, or, or maybe even more recently, but you know, it's like, part of, part of my design, part of the, you know, Mm -hmm. consciousness evolution to, to like, you know, integrate that, but integrate it into gold that people can really learn from. Yeah. So hopefully I've done a lot of that too. We'll just say that I have. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) You probably have. Yeah, probably have. Human design. A friend did mine for me once. Yeah. This is familiar um, with it been a, yeah, it's been a big focus for me. It's really helped me to understand, um, they call it like the true self and the not self. Yes. And so, you know, having this like map, it's like, oh yeah, I resonate, you know, that I have this frequency of peace, you know, we all have all the chart, but there's this frequency of peace. And it's like, I want to, I want to, you know, feel that more often. And so getting into the emotions, like you're talking about like the emotions of peace, the emotions of joy. And given my upbringing, I didn't grow up with a ton of joy. I grew up with a lot of like seriousness and sincerity and soul searching, but I didn't grow up with a lot of joy, but it's so much a part of my chart and my design to spread joy. You know, it's like, well, who knew? Um, (laughs) Yeah. So uh, be, you know, be inspiring, not just serious. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Janet, I am looking at my notes and um, we've, we've covered a lot. I would love to hear you, even if it's kind of a recap and a review, I would love to hear you share, you know, if someone has a really old program working mm-hmm. like a, a limited mindset or a negative emotion, they don't know where it comes from. And they want to shift into, you know, the, the positive emotion in the quantum so that they can start to create something else. What are some concrete steps that they can take to begin to practice that reprogramming? Well, I would say to the first thing that everybody has to do is look at what's working and what's not. So you could take money as a separate one. You could take relationships as a separate one. Um, so you can make categories for yourself. And then if, you, if, if you're if you a type of person that breaks that down, you can break that down. But you need to look at what's working and what's not in that area. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then sit back and go, okay, I'm repeating that loop over and over again. 
Uh-huh. So I need to look at that loop. Or if if financially you can't get past a certain point, you need to look at, go back and, and actually look, take a good look at your parents, take uh-huh. a good look at your grandparents and see where this might've come from. And, and, and that's something that you can do if you wish on your own so that you already know what you want to reprogram. And I always say there's four different four different techniques that I use, but I really use all of them because I use DNA reengineering. I use a couple other things depending on the individuals that's in front of me, but I m- mainly use four different ones. If it's somebody who's a meditator, who's used to meditating, like uh-huh. took me through a little something before we started, I'll take them through theta healing. And theta healing is where we both connect to source and it flows through us. Uh-huh. So, and we go into a light theta state. So the client would go into light theta state, I would, and then I push my energy into the client and we go down a timeline and find out where this uh-huh. fear first started and we'll remove it. We'll put safety, security, and confidence it's in its place. I do an added thing where I'll go through your ancestral line and clear your ancestral line too. Uh-huh. But I'll go through and replace it. And then I'll I'll even ask the client, look at your timeline. Uh-huh. Clear. Do you feel it's clear? Uh-huh. So we go through that. Um, depending on, as I said, the client, I can do neuro-linguistic programming that way also, but the client doesn't go into a light theta state. Uh-huh. Okay. When I have somebody that goes into a light theta state, we also do energy. I also do energy healing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, I, most of the time when somebody's in front of me, even when I'm it's talking, just happening. it's just happening. Yeah. It's, it's just part of who I am. And it yeah. just, I just am meant to heal the people that are in front of me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a light worker and that's what we do, but, um, but I take them through light, uh, 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 their timeline there too. And then afterwards, I always follow up with psyche. So I may have changed the fear to safety, security, and confidence, right? When I've gone through theta healing or near linguistic programming. Now with psyche, I put it in. I am safety, security, and confidence. Mm-hmm. Or I have safety, security, and confidence. I work with the client so that whatever belief we're going to put in, they resonate. The soul needs to resonate with it. So it's not my words, it's your words. And we formulate it in in a way that it has to be in order for you to have it now. Like after I put it in place, it's in. Because once I put it in, it's in until you decide to change that belief again. Hmm. And, um, And then for people who have trauma, tremendous trauma, I do use eye movement integration. Uh-huh. Because I I know you're familiar with EMDR, which EMI is is the same, almost exactly uh-huh. the same thing. And it's really important to move out, you know, to to get the brain in a whole brain state on the healing process on any trauma that you have. And EMI does that. It brings the left cortex and the right cortex together instead of fighting over the healing. Now they're healing together. And then I take them back through their timeline. Mm-hmm. Then we go back to Psyche. Psyche, um, for people who are not familiar with it, it was de- developed by a man named Rob Williams. 
It was about 30 years ago. Um, there are only 35 instructors in the whole world. Mm. So it's not really well known. Um, I'm an advanced facilitator. Um, and it's amazing. And if anybody knows who Dr. Bruce Lipton is, he wrote the biology of belief, which was, you know, a very popular book. It still is, but I think it was written 20 years ago. If you look in the back of that book, if you own that book, you will see that Dr. Bruce Lipton said that the reason why he finished that book was because of Psyche. He says it's the fastest, most efficient way to change a self-limiting belief into a self-enhancing belief. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. I had not heard of that before. Yeah. And so it's, it's very personalized. I, I never, you know, like neuro-linguistic programming, if I'm doing a workshop, we can all do the one point together. We can all do the swish method, uh, which is moving motion picture method together. But when it comes to psyche, it's really personalized. So I, I always, if I'm in uh, a group of executives and they, they have a goal, I'll take each one of them separate. Um, and, um, and that goes for, if you're in a group and you want to do a workshop for a group, I, and you want to do a psyche balance, I will take each individual separately. Wonderful. Thank you for explaining that. So now people know how to get started. And then if you'd like to share where they can find you as well as anything else that we didn't cover as we begin to wrap up. Well, the one thing I'm going to say is success in every area of your life is real and obtainable and the power is really in our hands and something that we don't really understand, but we are really powerful beings and um, we have the ability to change anything we want. I will say, I will say that you can find me at jennylaneschmidt.com. And if they listen to this um, episode and they mention it, they can get 50% off their first session. 50% five zero five zero. Yeah. That's what I'm giving. Yeah. Yeah. That's very generous. Thank you so much. That's You're exciting. Welcome. Yeah. So please visit Janet and lean Schmidt with a D Schmidt.com. Yeah. And, um, Janet, thank you for being here and thank you for being so articulate and focused around what you provide. It feels very, very effective. And, um, yeah, I hope some listeners come find you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, you're welcome. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We love to hear from you and your reviews help and they matter. Remember, you are not alone on this sacred remembering path and women are rising now and we're doing it together. You can join the sacred remembering community at sarahpoet.com and also visit there for more tools and inspiration and also to book work with me privately. Here's to your sacred remembering path. Much love and we'll talk to you next time.